Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. And as I said, those are the, those are the two phrases that we've heard coming out quite a bit. In the beginning, there was a, a, a lot of uh, together we'll be successful kind of comments. Now there's the, the phrase, we'll bring them home, bring them home now, and also we will dance again. And to me, the, the, there's immense power in the we will dance again because it recognizes grief. It recognizes the state that we are in on an emotional level, but it's also enormously optimistic because it's making a commitment to the future. And I think that is very, very powerful. Of course, the bleakest, bleakest time right now is, must be, can only be, for the families of the hostages. And it's unimaginable what they're enduring. enduring. And I think the mental torture around uh, the wandering, the not knowing, the imagining, has got to be completely, completely uh, uh, tormenting is the, is, 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 is the only word that I can think of, which makes it very difficult for government to turn down any deal that might result in the release of, if not all, but some of the hostages. How does Israel deal with it? We know that there was a deal on the table. Hamas has come back with what the Americans have called a little bit over the top. Well, a little bit over the top is an exaggeration. It effectively would mean Israel accepting defeat. What, what now? Professor Eitan Gilboa is an expert on U.S.-Israel relations. He's a senior research fellow at the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security. Uh, a very good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? No, fine. Thank you, Howard. Good morning. Good morning. The, is the Hamas counter-offer actually a real one? Um, is it a serious one, or is it just a way to say, look, we've responded and Israel doesn't want it? We never know. I think that uh, the Hamas's uh, offer uh, was formulated in a clever way. Mm-hmm. They said yes, but. But the but is much larger than the yes. We, because the but uh, presents uh, conditions that uh, obviously no rational person in Israel could accept, such as ending the war, withdrawing of Israeli forces, releasing of uh, hundreds of heavy terrorists. They, they, they have even a condition to change all kinds of arrangements on the Temple Mount. So, uh, first of all, it took 10 days for Hamas to respond. The uh, meeting in Paris, in which Israel presented uh, the last offer, uh, took place 10 days ago. So they have the time. Mm. And they, they think, they think with the support of countries supporting terrorism, such as South Africa, Iran, Russia, they think they won the war. Well, they, they have not won the war. Mm. And they are going to lose the war. Uh, everybody agrees that Hamas should be eliminated. Even Secretary of State Blinken, who was here uh, yesterday, said Hamas would have no place whatsoever in a new government in Gaza. So Israel is now considering what, how to respond. And I think the answer is going to be uh, yes, but, which means that we are going to play the same game. Uh, we, there are certain conditions we are not going to accept. Mm-hmm and we are going to reduce some of the conditions that they have suggested. 
because uh, there is much psychological warfare around the whole issue. It's unfortunate because we talk about 136 civilians taking hostage by one of the most cruel terrorist organizations in the world. And uh, it's very difficult. They have no, no respect for human life. They couldn't care less how many Palestinians, uh, civilians in Gaza are going to be dead. And of course, if this is the case, why would they care about hostages? Yeah, and the, the, the problem, of course, is however long this takes and as this goes on, the condition of the hostages deteriorates. Absolutely. Uh, there was a press conference yesterday mm-hmm. with, uh, with uh, four women and one youth under the age of 16. They uh, said a few things about, they, they came back from Hamas's uh, captivity they uh, uh, shared with the public some uh, elements of the ordeal being kept by Hamas terrorists. And they called uh, on the government uh, to make uh, any effort. But there is much consensus in Israel that those conditions uh, presented by Hamas should be rejected. but. Uh, the assumption is mm. that this might be just an opening stage and uh, perhaps negotiations could continue uh, in the next uh, week or so. There's definitely dissatisfaction, upset, which, which we would expect from the families of the hostages. But is there... Leg- I mean, I don't want to use the word legitimate because obviously everything that they're feeling is legitimate and there is not unreasonable criticism of government ahead of October 7th because it perhaps shouldn't, it, it, uh, it did showcase a systems failure that, uh, that resulted in the hostages being taken. That said, is there anything that could have been done differently from October 7th onwards that could be that you know what how, how could it have been done any differently yeah it could have been done differently uh, take for example humanitarian aid See, it doesn't make any sense for Israel to allow humanitarian aid in large quantities going into Gaza this uh, these are uh, ah. uh, made available by contributions from, all, uh, from many countries. 65% of it is uh, controlled by Hamas. And Hamas sells uh, humanitarian aid to Palestinians, and so they get money to fund their activities. This doesn't make any sense. I think uh, relatives of the hostages should have demonstrated against the United States and against other countries, against the United States. Blinken was here the other day. Mm, mm. What, uh, hostage, what the families of the hostages should have done is to demonstrate against them because they keep the pressure on Israel uh, to allow large quantities of humanitarian aid going into Gaza. And I think that it doesn't make any sense. Uh, when uh, Israel and the United States first agreed on humanitarian aid, uh, one of the guidelines was that if Hamas takes over the aid or part of the aid, it will stop. So Hamas has been taking over the aid 
and uh, it, 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 and, it, and the American pressure has not stopped. So I, as I think we are very coming, we are coming to uh, very close to a decision uh, juncture where uh, Israel will have to cut down on humanitarian aid uh, to, to Gaza because, uh, because of uh, no information whatsoever is available on the status and condition of the hostages. This is in violation of all rules. Uh, mm. You know, South Africa and some other countries are demanding uh, obeying to rules only for only for Israel. Of course. What about Hamas? Of course. They and violate every every 100%. every rule in the world. Hundred percent right. There's, and we don't even know that the the last deal where where the where medication was meant to reach the hostages we've got no idea no one has any idea if they did or if it, if it did or if it didn't exactly right uh, there was a report yesterday uh, according to which about about 30 or 35 of the 136 known to be in uh, Hamas's activity are no longer alive. Yes, I saw. Mm. And this is like a conservative estimate. Right. So we think that maybe more than uh, half terrible. of the hostages are mm. not alive mm. anymore. Mm. Uh, so obviously every day that passes uh, without the releasing of hostages is very detrimental to them. But uh, uh, Israel should keep pressuring Militarily, Hamas, Hamas loses every day important strategic assets, and hopefully by the end, mm. uh, the three Hamas leaders, including Yichia Sinwar, either they're going to be captured and stand trial for crimes against humanity, war crimes, genocide, or we are going to kill them. Either way, uh, let's hope one of those results is what happens. Professor Eitan Gilboa, expert on Israel-U.S. relations, senior research fellow at Jerusalem Institute for Strate Strategy and Security.